The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Happy Brandon Day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. I am your host, briefly here for a moment alone, Dan Bespris. We'll have Brandon coming up in just a little bit. It's my own fault. My own uh, scheduling quirks here have uh, forced Brandon onto his cell phone for a uh, brief stretch on today's podcast. I just, I wanted to make sure, and again, this is all on me, uh, I wanted to make sure that we had a nice Fantasy 101 topic for today's show, and I also wanted to make sure that we had a chance to get Brandon's opinions on it. So, uh, schedules be damned, and a big thank you to Brandon. We're making it happen. He might get fired, but we're making it happen. That's probably the most important part. It is, right? That's the most important. Uh, it's Fantasy NBA Today, a hoop ball presentation, also brought to you by our good friends at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company, at H-I Kona Coffee on Twitter. HawaiianIsles.com is the website. Hawaiian Isles at Amazon.com. You can get that prime at your doorstep by tomorrow. Check out some of the roasts. They have available. I wish, I wish that I could successfully digest caffeine. It's a very long and not that fun story about how I figured out that it wasn't going to be something that I could process. And I could for a while. There was there was a long stretch in my life where I could actually do caffeine. Uh, that went away when I was about 27, 28, just sort of stopped working. And when I say stopped working, I don't mean that it... I mean, I'm wired to the hilt even with the tiniest amount these days. Uh, I know they've got some decaf roasts. You got those as well. If you're not a big caffeine person, if you just like the taste and smell of coffee, that's available for you. Uh, they got the Kona Dark. They got the Hawaii Coffee Roasters. They got the K-Cups. If you're a, a Keurig person, you can get your Kona Coffee K-Cupped up into your business. And again, that's HawaiianIsles.com. It's probably faster, especially if you're not getting a ton of it. Get it on Amazon. If you're getting a whole bunch, get it off their website. Then you... The shipping doesn't become an issue at that point. Uh, again, that's Hawaiian Isle. So big thank you to our partners. First official podcast partner sticking with us through thick and thin over here. It's mostly been thick, though. These are good times. Or did I misuse that? Is it thin? Doesn't matter. Good times are good times. Are good times. Are good times. Today's Fantasy 101 topic, and it's the whole show today, is ADPs, which is a term you'll see flashed around a lot, and it should be. ADP, of course, stands for Average Draft Position, and it is a loaded term. And so what we're going to do on today's podcast, today's episode of Fantasy NBA Today, which, by the way, at Dan Bespris, if you'd like to give me a follow on Twitter, at BD Marcus for Brandon when we get him looped in here uh, in just a few moments, is I want to break this thing down first, and then I want to get Brandon's thoughts on how he utilizes them. So the reason that we're doing this Fantasy 101 stuff is we have, and I mentioned this on Monday's podcast, this kind of two-week blip, not like the Thanos blip. This is a two-week blip between really the end of free agency. We're done with it now, because now we're getting stories about the NBA investigating tampering, which, uh, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Really? Are you going to... You're going to try to do something about it? I'm okay with it if you want to try. I have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, NBA also investigating teams potentially offering perks outside of salary to circumvent the cap, which, by the way, reminds us that the salary cap itself is a little bit idiotic. I know that 
the argument is often made that it benefits small market teams to cap the big guys, the ones that can spend and spend and spend. But at its core, the salary cap is a pro-ownership anti-player device. Yes, it does help small market teams a little bit, but even small market teams are making money hand over fist. And when someone's out there saying, nope, you can't pay your players any more than X dollars, they have to split it up in a certain way, and someone's getting screwed. If there's no salary cap, do you know how much money Kawhi Leonard would have gotten offered this season, this offseason? Anyway, discussion for a different day. That's not Fantasy 101. Fantasy 101 for today is average draft position. It is, in my estimation, the single most useful tool in your preparation for fantasy season. Because with ADP and with the movement of ADP, you can predict where every player is going in a draft. And we talked on Monday about how many mock drafts you need to do. You don't need to do any if you fully understand and utilize ADP. Now, it does help. I'm not going to say you shouldn't use the mock drafts in addition to it. In fact, we did a whole segment on Monday's show about how 10 mock drafts is probably enough. 10 mock drafts is only enough if you adequately utilize the information provided to you by the average draft position and analysis therein. Let's start from the beginning. Number one. What is ADP? Well, it's different depending on websites that you're looking at. Yahoo's got their ADPs. Fantrax has their ADPs. ESPN has their ADPs. Obviously, the more specific you can get, the better. If you can get the average draft position for all nine category leagues, that's more helpful than just average draft position for everything. Right, Because if, you're, if your ADPs that you're reading incorporate both 9 and 8 cat leagues, each one of those is clouding the data of the other one. A bunch of the information being pulled in is from leagues where turnovers either do or do not count. And that can be an enormous, enormous discrepancy when you look at a guy like a Russell Westbrook. A wonderful example of this. Look at some of the highest turnover guys in the league last year. Russell Westbrook, Devin Booker, Trey Young. Yes, I cleverly omitted James Harden because he's really damn good regardless of how many categories you're playing with. LeBron James, Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, Luka Doncic, Blake Griffin. I'm not going to go much farther than that. D'Angelo Russell. I mean, you're talking about guys that are basically three or higher in the turnover department, and really you're talking about guys that are three and a half or higher that are really stinging you. Because there aren't that many guys that average, you know, three turnovers a game that are not big-time positives in the other departments. The lone example of that last year was Trey Young. And the honorary mention goes to Luka Doncic. Those two gentlemen share one characteristic. They were both rookies last year. Reason Dan Bespris, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, doesn't like drafting rookies. Without getting too far off topic in my hatred of young basketball players, Trey Young was number 124 in 9-cat on a per-game basis. Trey Young was number 59 
in eight cat on a per game basis. So he's a guy that looking at now, let's let's look towards the future a little bit. Now that people know what his general stat set makeup is, if you're in a nine cat league, he's a guy you're probably drafting much closer to a hundred than to zero. And if you're in an eight cat league, he's a guy you're probably drafting as high as thirty or forty. That all gets rolled together into an ADP, and this is all hypothetical. We don't have this data yet, but if I had to guess, in an 8-cat league, he's probably getting drafted around 35 or 40, and in a 9-cat league, he's probably getting drafted around 60 to 80. So that rolls together into something like an ADP of 50, 55, something in that range. But that's not an accurate number for either 8 or 9-cat league. That's why you have to do mock drafts, because there's these little discrepancies from bad data. Points leagues get rolled in with eight and nine cat leagues as well. Sometimes that data gets mushed in with the other stuff. So then you're dealing with people who have no percentages weighted in their league's final makeup. That's not particularly helpful for you. So then guys that have horrible field goal percentage numbers, guys that are just destroying you in that department, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, what? Right? That's not going to help us. So you turn off field goal percent. That's the only way to figure this thing out. You look back at the numbers and say, well, who gets these massive bumps? Kevin Love, James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, high-volume guys shooting 44% or lower. Tim Hardaway Jr. is, you know, a top 75 asset in a points league. He's not an 8 or 9 cat. So that's a situation where for category leagues, you're getting your numbers all discombobulated because of points leagues getting jammed in with ADPs. So this is why, and this is, you're coming back to the big picture here. Just the ADP by itself can be pretty helpful. There are a lot of guys in the NBA that have pretty similar ranks in eight and nine category leagues. It's basically anybody that commits anywhere from about 1.8 to 2.4 turnovers a game. It's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys inside the top whatever it is. Uh, let's let's pull up last year's rankings just to make this thing totally clear. Uh, if you're looking at turnovers, anywhere from, what did I say, 1.8 to like 2.5, that's about, oh, 10, 20, 30, 40. That's like 40 of the top 70 guys, something like that. So there's a lot of spots where ADP by itself would actually be very useful. In other situations, as we just described, guys where the 8-cat versus 9-cat is a big discrepancy, guys where the points leagues versus category leagues is a big discrepancy, I'm not going to worry about too many other stuff. There are some fringy stuff like you know, leagues where you have double-doubles turned on or leagues where you have three-point percentage instead of total three-pointers made turned on. Those leagues exist, and that data goes in with the ADP data as well, but it's such a small percentage of it that we can kind of call it negligible. But points, nine, and eight category leagues are all quite large. I don't know what the exact breakdown is. It's not a third, a third, and a third, but it doesn't matter. Each one of those is big enough to corrupt the data for the other ones. So now we have ADP, which is accurate for, I don't know, call it half. Call it half of the guys that you're really concerned with where they're going. 
It's not necessarily the top 100, but it's something around the top 100. Probably something like 50 of your top 100 guys that you're watching and you're drafting. Their ADP is going to be pretty damn close to their actual. This is also the letter A. That's unfortunate for acronyms purposes. So we'll call it real draft position. There's ADP and there's RDP. There's average draft position from everything. There's real draft position. What is it happening in your exact specific league settings? And I'm going to say about 50% of the time, ADP and RDP are neck and neck. They're almost the same. They're same enough, which we're going to be okay with that. So then you have to add an additional piece to the puzzle, and that's movement of ADP. This is another tool you have to stack on top, ADP tracking. And you roll all of that together to determine exactly how to use it. So I have more thoughts on that. I'm going to get to those in a minute. But first, we're going to bring in the man the day is named after, our good friend and host of the upcoming debut Clippers podcast here at hoop-ball.com. It is Brandon Marcus. What's up, B? What's up, man? Guess what? It's Brandon Day. <laughs> I did announce that, actually. I announced it before I even had you on the line. You can go back, you can listen to the release of the pod, and you can check me on it. Well, I'm very impressed. I had to make this show. I can't let a Wednesday go by without appearing. It would just it would just seem wrong. I mean, how do you have Brandon Day without Brandon? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> There's going to be one Wednesday where I get somebody else on the podcast named Brandon, and it's going to bring everybody's roofs in. It's going to be it's crazy day. Do we know anybody else in the NBA like Twitterverse that's a Brandon? I think you might be the only one. Uh, Brandon Roy? Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm pulling any former Trailblazers, though. We're not quite that big yet. Mm, uh, uh, uh. Uh, I think we're going to have to go uh, deep diving here to yeah. try and find somebody because there will be a day there w- <laughs> where I'm unable to be there, and it will be a sad day. It but will be. We'll have to make it work. Yeah, well, thank this, you for, for readjusting here because this is. I already told everybody that it's my fault. I've got my schedule all... Uh, torn asunder, but I didn't want to do a Fantasy 101 on Brandon Day on average draft position without finding out what the day's namesake utilizes this stat. So to me, and this is what I was saying uh, just before getting you here on the the, the, the Subway Fresh Take hotline on this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's you not, mean the Kona Coffee. So that's fresh right. Take <laughs> that's right. The Kona the Kona Coffee Fresh Brew Hotline uh, is. ADP is actually my favorite tool for fantasy draft season. I love it. I love everything about it. I love utilizing its movement. Are you as committed as ADP as I am? I feel like I'm a 10 out of 10 on this scale. No, no, I'm not that close. It really depends where you're looking, though, to be honest. I mean, if you're looking at drafts on the big box sites and you're looking to see what the ADP is, they're just going off the rankings of the guys that are in order. Cause you're assuming obviously there are going to be some players that are auto drafting and there'll be some drafts where a lot of guys are auto drafting. So they're legit going in order. So I think the key is abusing those rankings, the ADP and finding out which guys are ranked low that really should be high. And then avoiding the guys that are ranked high so that someone else can take them and be screwed. So how do you, is, is that, that's your main strategy going into it? Do you dig much deeper with ADP or do you 
you know, do you compare it to the the pre-ranks? Do you compare it to your own ranks? How do you utilize all of that data together? I'll look at several rankings and compare them and see um, who I think is high, who is low, see where maybe one place may have a player ranked super high and one player, that same player ranked 20 or 30 slots lower and try and figure out who, where I think that they really should fit in amongst um, the group. But you and I have been talking, obviously, about the first couple of rounds and where we kind of want to go safer and make sure that we get somebody that's going to be on the floor for 82 games if possible. And so you, you really try and look at that ADP and see where guys are going. And then you kind of have an idea of what you know. I mean, you have watched a lot of basketball. We both have. Our <laughs> yeah, eyes too much. don't deceive us. Yeah, I, I mean, our eyes don't deceive us, man. You, you really have to look at who you think is going to be good, who will take that next step, who has the potential, and who is just that steady veteran that you love to get those old man guys. But there's going to be younger guys, too, that maybe have that, I don't know, uh, ability to take it up four or five notches, but then there are going to be some that you know will probably take it down a couple. So that's where ADP comes in, where you can look to see where guys are going. But honestly, I find that to be really the same as rankings. But you look at some of the sites and people know better than I think the ADP because ADP is a bunch of people who don't know as much and also, more importantly, auto drafters. Yeah, I was just I was just trying to coin a term before I dialed you up as well uh, called real draft position, which is not I'm sure it's a thing. I don't think I'm coining it, but there's sort of ADP and there's RDP, which is average draft position. You've got all these numbers all rolled into one big pot and then rdp is where a guy's actually going on the day that you're having your fantasy draft and it's going to be different but not necessarily all the time so brandon how do you reconcile the differences between adp and rdp how do you figure out where where those differences exist is that mock drafts for you or is that some other method uh that's honestly just reading up and figuring out which players may be rising, which may be falling. I mean, the reason why guys are going to fall um, and rise significantly, because honestly, whether it's a guy going down three or four slots or going up three or four slots, that doesn't really matter. No, I mean, that doesn't. You really have one, especially in head-to-head, um, or rather in a snake draft, you're going to have a pick once around. So if you want a guy, get him. Because it's possible that you may have to wait nine or ten picks to get them again. So whether someone's three or four up and down doesn't really matter. But that being said, if we go and see that Thomas Sadoransky has won the point guard job, then that obviously vaults him up the rankings, whereas the default rankings that may have been from a month earlier may not have shown that he was a starting point guard. And that's where it's important to follow hoop ball and see the guys that are on the rise that other people really don't know as much about because they're not following as closely. Yeah, you're actually hearkening back to um, my theme from Monday's episode of this Fantasy 101 Fantasy School Week here on on Fantasy NBA Today, which is uh, kind of hype train related and understanding you know, what guys are going to go where and, and how to find those guys. Uh, you're t- so news breaks, that's one of the ones that you've already thrown into the mix. I would add uh, fantasy analyst hype bump as another reason that guys, t- you know, jump rounds at a time. Guys might not even necessarily win a starting job or have 
uh, a big news break. It might just be, you know, what a, a big fantasy site says this is a guy that we really love, and then you see his draft position move by two rounds or something like that. And it's all at that point determining where the value expires or where the value still exists. So I'm going to give you a chance here, Brandon, since since I only get you once a week on this show to kind of weigh in a little bit on on the lessons of the week so far. Uh, and you already mentioned mm-hmm. yesterday's lesson in passing. I don't know if you even meant to do it, but Neil and I talked about early rounds of a fantasy draft. You are also a subscriber to probably play it relatively safe in the early going. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go and try and grab somebody like Kawhi who may be missing 20 games or someone like Paul George where I'm concerned that his labrum may affect his shooting. I'm I'm not going to do that. If a guy has an injury concern that is a big injury and we don't know how he's going to perform, for example, and Paul George comes out in the preseason, he shows he can continue shooting and he's got the same exact stats, I'm not going to be concerned. But if he doesn't show up until – when your draft is happening, there's no reason for me to select him because I'm not going to take that risk with my first couple of picks. I want something that's going to be on the floor, someone like we discussed last week, a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, for example, that's going to be there. And you just can really lose your draft in the first couple of rounds if you try and go big. I know people say you can't lose your draft in the first couple of rounds. I think that's false. I really do. I think if you try and go after these high-risk, high-reward players, is very possible it'll sink you. And then if you mess up the middle of the draft, then you're donezo by one month or two months in. Yep, I agree. Uh, and now Monday's school lesson was related to mock drafts, and that was why I was bringing up some of these guys where their draft position is moving. To me, that's the usefulness of the mock draft, is to understand uh, not necessarily which direction a guy is moving, because you can get that from ADP tracking, but more precisely how far that guy might be moving and, and where certain values are eliminated. I'm not a massive mock drafter. I think I've made that very clear over the two and change years this podcast has been in existence. I don't actually know the answer to this question for you. Sometimes I ask you a question, Brandon, and I know your answer already. This one I don't know. How big of a mock drafter are you? Not at all. Um, ah, not you like at me all, in that actually. one. Interesting. And for a couple different reasons. Number one, I find that people leave two or three picks in. And so it's just, it's pointless because then you get to what I was saying earlier with the auto draft and that does you no good whatsoever. Um, So sure, there are certain players you can kind of see where they're going, but I I just can't find a reliable mock draft. B, I really don't want to take the hour there to do a draft where everyone's messing around and not actually taking it seriously. So I don't actually know where guys are going. And number three, if it's with people I know, I don't want to let them know my sleepers and guys that I'm going to take late or guys I really like, because guess what? You do that a mock draft, people that you're in the league with, all of a sudden draft day comes and your guys are getting swooped one round before you actually want to take them. Yeah, by the way, Brandon, welcome to the other side of the curtain here at Hoop Ball, where you're going to be doing drafts and you're going to be talking about them and people are going to be listening to your podcast that are in leagues with you. It is a very complicated and narrow tightrope to walk. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be lying. All of you, I'm lying. No, I'm just kidding. I won't no, you, so but, um, actually, you have to keep some stuff close to your vest. Yes, you, know? you absolutely do. That is, uh, that is also part of Fantasy 101. It's just kind of on the other side of Fantasy 101. You can't just pour everything out into the open on the first day. Uh, VP, one of our, our big-time listeners uh, on, on uh, Twitter, noted 
that sometimes he'll kind of do the no-look mock draft, meaning he'll actually go through his mock and draft guys that he would never touch in a real mock just to find out where the guys he's targeting would go if he didn't take them. I actually really like that idea because it's almost just like you're sitting into a mock draft and you're just watching people compete with one another to find out where all of your most important things are actually happening. It's like getting the real draft position without having to mortgage anything. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Really? <laughs> I thought you'd like that one because you're, you're kind of, uh, you, you love to needle people a little bit, Brandon. So I figured you'd like one where you can kind of sneak attack folks. Oh, that's good. Oh, Kawhi, welcome to my team. I, I can't <laughs> wait to have you. You're going to trick people into thinking Kawhi's going in the in the middle of the first round for you, huh? Yeah, no no one yeah. knows. And frankly, I'm a Clippers fan, so am I actually taking Kawhi or am I not taking Kawhi? Yeah, we'll never know. your league mates really won't know. So I actually agree with you, but I think we're, at least in terms of like the fantasy diehards, which is largely the people that are listening to this podcast, I think we're in the minority in not doing a ton of mock drafts like you, I feel that they often lead me astray. I end up with information that is misleading. I almost always get the guys I want in a mock draft. And um, Zach, one of our writers here at Hoopball, mentioned that kind of pooling people from like a fantasy NBA subreddit is a really good way to get a, a higher quality number of people in your mock draft. But then you start to nuzzle up against what you talked about, Brandon, which is now you're actually starting to give away your position because anything you do with uh, fantasy Reddit folks is going to end up in the fantasy public landscape. So they, I don't know that there's a perfect answer to this question. No, I don't think there is. And what will be interesting, though, if you do do mocks, the one thing that it can help with, and I have found this to be the case in various different sports, you'll have an idea of which positions are deeper than others. I think that's the most important thing with mock drafts mm. is even the fantasy football, you'll find out, oh, crap, three rounds in, the running backs are all gone. So that'll give you an idea of which positions you may need to target earlier on than others. I think that's the best part is not just the players per se, but the position and the deepness. Because you'll find out in all different sports, and especially in basketball, will it be – we, I've talked about this all summer. The center position, I feel like you can get later on. I but agree. once I do a mock, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe the center position actually looks really ugly. Or you look and you see, all right, it's very top-heavy with the first three rounds, and nobody really gets picked. And then you can get some good guys later on. I think that's the important part of doing a mock, is to find out which position you want to go after earlier and which you can wait on for later. Yeah, really well said. And actually, that was a point that uh, that Chef made. He tweeted back at me um, on Tuesday afternoon. So you and Chef are seeing eye to eye on that one, and I think that means you're both probably quite right. Um, last year, perhaps if I had done a couple more mocks, I would have realized earlier how thin point guard had become all of a sudden. I, I, mm -hmm. there, I had a league... My first actual draft last year, I ended up very thin at point guard. It was only in that moment where it was like, oh, damn. And that was despite doing a couple of mock drafts. Uh, sometimes you just kind of got to get hit into the heat of the moment to find out some of that stuff as well. Uh, so you're absolutely right. 100% right on that one. Um, final thoughts here as we kind of curl back around to the ADP discussion ADP tracking is what I'm going to talk about after I, after I let you go. Um, 
back to whatever it was you might have been doing when I interrupted you for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> ADP tracking, I think, is a really neat tool, and it's what allows me to to have as much success as I do with average draft position. And that is throughout basically the months of August and September, you're able to see what direction players are moving with their ADP. It might have started at 95 and then you know, two weeks later, the ADP is 90, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're going at 90. It means that they're probably going out in front of that just because you're seeing you know, kind of what direction things are moving. Uh, that means that half of the data is at 95 and, and half is probably at 85 or, you know, three quarters is at 95 and a quarter is at 75 or something like that. Uh, if you have that information and you can pile that on top of ADP, I think that gives you a really good idea of where guys are actually going without doing a ton of mock drafts. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. But also you have to consider that the people that are drafting really early on are probably not the people as serious. Um, And obviously there will be some serious ones in there. But if you're drafting in August or September and the season starts in late October, you're probably not taking it as seriously because – You'll have a better idea, obviously, as close as it gets to the season, where the guys that are going to actually settle, where they'll be. Because if you look at a guy, I don't know, let's say a fourth rounder, and he's being drafted maybe in the fifth or sixth round early on. But if he's being drafted in the fourth round as it gets close to the actual season, that's really where he really should be. So that's the only difficulty is that you can maybe get led astray the wrong way by looking at that, if you get what I'm saying, if that makes sense. I do. B.D. Marcus is the Twitter handle. B.D. Marcus, a mensch for jumping on here. I know this was not a great time for you, and so we very much do appreciate it. Uh, B.D. Marcus, happy Brandon Day to you. Hey, happy Brandon Day, but one more thing before I go. Sure. How's how's your mosquito bite? <laughs> I forgot. To, I did forget. Uh, we have Ailment Wednesday also. It's Brandon Day. It's also Dan's Ailment Day. It's back to me again this week. Brandon can see once more. Sort of, right? You have like one eye close and one eye far away, which sounds really confusing. Yeah, I use one eye for distance and one eye for reading as of now. You're a cartoon character, Brandon, and we appreciate that here at Hoopball. Uh, I have a really big mosquito bite this week, and um, it's really itchy. <laughs> it's really itchy. Actually, it got so bad at one point yesterday uh, that it was creating some slight numbness in my thumb. So I'm sort of joking about it, but also it, also it did get pretty big. So I'm all right, though. We got cortisone. I can just lather that joint up. I'm okay. Don't worry about me, Brandon. If I come down with West Nile or Zika or... Wait, can men get Zika? I don't know. Uh, then you can you can call 911 on my behalf. But for now, I'm okay. How do you get a numb finger from mosquito bite? I'd never heard of that before in my life. It's right in that it's right in the webbing between my thumb and my index finger. I don't even know how the mosquito got into that little nook. That son of a bee. Oh my god. He's a oh mean man. That's a mean place to go, mosquito. <laughs> you're you're incredible. <laughs> Thank you. I figured you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> Oh, that's good. All right, I just wanted to make sure that you're doing all right, but it Thank seems you. like you're you're in some trouble and you're powering through and I, <laughs> you're still able to handle things, which is really impressive. I know that mosquito bite is really holding you back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, thank you. A literal interpretation. I am handling things just generally with my other hand. <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Happy Brandon Day to you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. 
Hey, thanks, bud. I'm glad I was able to hop on. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> and listen to Brandon's debut episode of the Clippers podcast. That's coming out probably before our next Brandon Day, right? Oh, uh-huh, that's the hope. That yeah, is the hope. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Do, do I tease the guest or no? Ooh. Mm. That's a really good question. Mm. It is here, we're gonna leave it as this. It is a very big name in Clippers circles. And I'm not going to go any yeah. farther than that. If I add any more adjectives, it'll give it away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're okay, really I'm with excited. You there. Really excited about it. Here, here. How about I do this? It's going to be the best sounding debut podcast episode ever. Yes. How's that yes. for a no question? question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon, go work on uh, <clears throat> your pipes. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you in a week. Thanks. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. And that is Brandon Marcus at BD Marcus on Twitter opportunity to weigh in on all three of our topics of the week so far. I want to spend another minute or two here before we wrap up talking a bit more about uh, ADP tracking and, and kind of what that means for for those of us that draft very close to the start of the season. And I, and I hinted at it just briefly with some fuzzy math a moment ago on the podcast. And I want to make my math a tiny bit better. This is something that I've mentioned uh, a few times, actually, on on this podcast. But this is, again, fantasy school, so we're going back, we're doing it again. If we assume, and I have no idea what the actual number is, but we're going to pick a nice round number that we can work with. If we assume there are 100,000 fantasy leagues on Yahoo. By the way, that I think is a very low number. I'm guessing it's actually quite a bit higher than that, but it's going to be easier for our purposes. If there are 100,000 fantasy leagues on Yahoo, probably 80,000, 70 to 80,000 of those have have happened with about a week to go before the season begins. I know there's going to be a lot during that last week, and maybe we could even say very liberally like 30% draft in the week right before the season starts and 70% draft any time in the previous three to four months, which seems crazy, right? You've got like 12 weeks where 70% of it happens. Then you've got a week where the other 30% of it happens. That might not be right. I'm actually giving a bigger than expected number for that last week, just for our mathematical purposes. We're going to get into the numbers a tiny bit here. I'm going to earn that uh, Twitter nickname pedantic again on today's show. Uh, For those 70%, you've got drafts that happen now in late July, You've got drafts that happen in early August, mid-August, late August, early, mid, late September, first week of October, whatever. That's a lot of drafts at a lot of different times. And all that data is getting pooled together over that incredibly long haul leading up to that sort of final ADP. And that is why we need ADP tracking from now until that last week. It, to me, is one of the most interesting features that HoopBall has in its draft guide. I know I'm, I'm promoing a draft guide that, that still doesn't even come out for another few weeks. Uh, and the ADP tracking another couple of weeks after that as we start to get a little more data coming in. But to me, that ADP data, that ADP tracking is what allows me to do so few mock drafts. Let me explain myself. Over the next month, there are going to be X number, 20,000, whatever it is, 
10,000, 20,000 drafts in our hypothetical example. Let's just say 10,000. And player X, his ADP might be around 90 during that stretch. Probably not going to change that much between now and two or three weeks from now. We're not going to get any training camp news. We're probably not going to get any injury news. We're probably not going to get any starting lineup news outside of some fantasy sites that might release sleepers and stuff like that on the extremely early side, you're not going to see too many massive player draft position jumps or drops during the next three to four weeks, just because there's not a whole lot of news during this stretch of time. This is a tiny lull between summer league and training camp. Or even between summer league and for fantasy purposes, between summer league and when draft guides start to come out, like a month from now. Over the month after that, from late August to late September, you know, August 20-something to September 20-something, you do start to see some fairly significant movement. You start to see draft guides come out. You start to see rankings come out. You start to see tools released. You see analysts put out their mock drafts, their buzzy guys, their hype guys, their sleeper guys, their overranked, their underranked, their buy lows, their sell highs. All that stuff starts coming out during that window. And so you start to see these guys' positions move by market, very tangible amounts. So our guy that for four consecutive weeks was getting drafted at 90 in 10, 15, 20,000 of our hypothetical, we'll just call it, I mean, we really could have just done two out of 10. I don't know why I needed to make the number so large. In two of our 10, fantasy drafts over the next three months uh this guy was getting drafted at 90 well then a lot of information comes out about this player x there's no one by the way i have no actual human in my head when i'm doing this this is a legitimately hypothetical situation this is player x he has no name he has no stats set. he's just the guy he's a letter so then information starts to come out about player x Let's say the hoop ball draft guide is very high on him. Let's say that some of the experts at Roto World are very high on him. Let's say that some of the experts at Basketball Monster or our buddies at In This League or uh, Hashtag or whatever it is, they're high on player X. They come out with analysis. They come out with reasoning, expectations, stuff like that. They have him projected to be the number 40 player in 9-cat. That's the projection. Some big site says he's going to be number 40. That doesn't mean he's going to just start getting drafted at 40 because not everybody reads that particular website. And even the people that do don't necessarily say, oh, well, he's 40, so I take him at 40. I think people that read in-depth fantasy analysis understand that a guy's projection isn't necessarily where you take him because that caps out his potential value. On the contrary, some people will start drafting him earlier. Instead of 90, you might see people start to reach a little bit and say, oh, I better get him at 70 because I don't want to risk him slipping to some other team and then I miss out on a breakout candidate. So over the next three fantasy drafts, now we're at 5 out of 10, over the next three fantasy drafts, this guy's actually getting drafted at 70 instead of 90. Well, his ADP is not 70. His ADP is 70 at, at this point, 60% of the total drafts that have gone, and 90 on the other two, or 40%. I said I was going to actually do math on this podcast, and then I 
thought, ah, oh, crap, how do I do a show while, while doing fuzzy math on the fly? So it's actually 70 times 0.6 plus 90 times 0.4, which I believe would be 36. So 42 plus 36 is 78. All right, there we go. Math on the fly. So his ADP now is actually 78, not 70, where he's getting drafted, and not 90, where he was getting drafted, but somewhere in between. So now you have his ADP of 78, but you also have his ADP tracker, which is minus 11. It went from 90 to 78, depending on what order you want to put in. You can call it plus 12, excuse me, or minus 12. No matter how you write it, just know that you understand in your own head what you mean. His average draft position went earlier by 12 slots. So knowing what we know now, we know it moved forward by 12 after there had already been a full month of fantasy drafts that occurred. So you can kind of do the math in your head. You can beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, whatever. And you can say, okay, his ADP is 78. It used to be 90. That means he's probably going somewhere near... 65, 70, 75, somewhere in that range, because we don't know exactly how many, the real number of leagues that have been inputted into this ADP. This is why ADP tracking is so critically important, because if that number now slows down, and after another two weeks, the ADP is 76 or 77, you know that his hype has slowed down a little bit. But if we see the hype train continue in almost a, an exponential fashion where people are like, oh, crap, his ADP is 78 now. I better take him 20 slots before that. And he starts getting drafted in the late 50s. The next two drafts are going to drive that 78 up towards low 70s, maybe even into the high 60s. And you're looking at it and you're like, oh, my God, this guy was getting drafted at 90 three months ago. His ADP is 65 now. That means this dude is actually getting drafted at like 50 to 55. You didn't even need to do a mock draft to know that the guy with a pre-rank of 90, because pre-rank isn't going to change. ADP changes, but the pre-rank stays the same. The guy with your pre-rank of 90 on this website is actually getting drafted at 55 because you have his ADP and you have ADP place markers that occurred over the span of the last two to three months. After one month, it went up by 12. After another month, it went up by six. After another month, it went up by four. Whatever it is. So it went from 90 to 68 in this hypothetical example. And you can do that with basically everybody. Now, as I mentioned, you do need to do a handful of mock drafts to understand how the 9-cat, 8-cat points league stuff all gets jammed together. And as Brandon and Chef on Twitter pointed out, you need to do mock drafts to understand what positional scarcity might be at play this particular fantasy season because it's always a little bit different. You can predict to the best of your ability, but it just doesn't really take shape until that moment is upon you. But with ADP... With Delta ADP, and then with RDP, you can be ready to go for a fantasy draft with minimal mock draft time and a lot of confidence 
and using what we talked about earlier this week, understanding what websites different people in your league are reading, how you're going to handle the first couple of rounds, let other people reach, let the easy values fall to you the first 30 to 40 picks. You can have a real good fantasy team and a really good plan for where you got to take your guys, those dudes that you're hunting, who's going too early, where the hype trains have gotten out of control, who's falling because other guys got too much buzz, you're ready to roll. And that's fantasy school for this week. Because I'm not with you the rest of the week. Neil and Josh coming up tomorrow's episode. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's going to be fun, though. Uh, Adrian and Coach on Friday wrapping things up. They've got part three of their whopper three-week series on uh, Coach's trip to Summer League, his favorite players from every single team at Summer League. Those two guys know their rookies, man. They are a perfect, perfect complement to yours truly, crusty old Dan who can't stand young basketball players. Adrian and Coach, they love them. And they can fill in the gaps because uh, I'm not changing. I'm an old man now. I'm not changing. Big thank you to Brandon Marcus for carving out time. Uh, I know this was not an optimal one for him, but uh, he made his way onto the show, and we thank him for it. His dedication better than mine because I tried to screw him out of a podcast, and he said, hell no, I'm coming on this bad boy. Uh, His Clippers show debuting next week. I believe we have the official time now. It's going to be awesome. He's told me who the guest is. And as we teased it earlier, can't tell you anything more than that. Thanks for listening to my three episodes of Fantasy School this week. Next week, it'll be Fantasy 201 or 102. I don't care. It depends what college you went to and how they numbered their classes. Fantasy School Week 2, I will have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. Uh, but enjoy Thursday and Friday action. Neil, Josh, Adrian, Coach coming up the rest of the week here on Fantasy NBA Today. And I wanted to mention one thing on the technical side uh, we are migrating podcast servers. I probably should have said this at the outset. Uh, migrating podcast servers right now. There are two places that have not moved yet. Google and iHeartRadio. If you listen to this podcast, and I, if everybody else at this point, you guys can tune out. You can actually shut the show off because we're done. As soon as I'm done with this little technical note, we're signing off. Uh, But if you listen to this podcast on Google or iHeartRadio or any of their affiliates, you know, Android, whatever, Google Play, Google Podcasts, iHeart, I I don't know what the other ones are over there. Uh, It's going to take about two weeks for iHeart to fully uh, migrate, but it should do it by itself. So you shouldn't have to do anything on your side. That one should change on its own to the new server. It just takes time on their service. With Google, you might actually need to go find the new link. So if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I can actually give it to you right now. Uh, If not, if you want to wait and see if we can sort out the technical snafus on our side, you can also do that. I'm going to continue to upload the podcast to both the old and the new server for the next two weeks. And after that point, we're going to move everything over to the new one. So if you see something blip out on you uh, about two weeks from today... It's because Google Podcasts, uh, we shifted it to the new one, and uh, yeah, you're going to need to move with it. Thanks again to all of our guests here. The first start, uh, the first three days of the week. Again, enjoy Neil, Josh, Adrian, and Coach. I am Dan Vespers for Brandon Marcus. Have a great rest of the week. I will talk to you Monday. Fantasy NBA Today back at you tomorrow. So long.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.